0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. From the corner, Barry. Rick Barry has not missed a free throw against Washington. Now it is Barry. Back to Clifford Ray. Goes to Rick Barry. Rick Barry.
1: Golden State getting that ball moving, intended for Barry, Barry, look at that pass, Rick Barry, look at that shot, would you?
0: You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Barry wants to make a move the Barry, he's got his shot! Barry, Barry. Hi everybody, Rick Barry here with, yes, my cohort crime as usual, role, the surfman man himself, so Osiris Sachs right here on Mike Up, that's right mic'd up, you got to check us out. Mic'ed up all the time. It's pretty cool. You get to kind of answer, ask questions about what's going on. You get to record your voice. It's kind of fun, and of course, we always have a good time talking about so many different things. Uh, I hope everybody is uh, enjoying whatever is left of 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 summer in some place it still is and anybody that was down in florida uh and in the east coast hopefully you didn't have any major damage caused by the hurricane uh we got blessed. no we got blessed we were very blessed and everybody and all the people i know down there that i talked to my in-laws included uh no one really had any serious significant damage and you know seeing some of those videos of what happened in fort myers and some of the other places Uh, that's just pretty amazing that nobody really suffered any serious damage so thank god for that and uh and hopefully you didn't have you know too many deaths by that or any many injuries i mean it's always difficult when you have disasters like that to take place but boy i tell you the power of mother nature is something special isn't it
1: i mean yes sir
0: yes sir it's, it's horrifying actually at times but anyway uh so we're here the warriors uh are over in uh, I should say I should say uh, uh, Ohio Kazimis. You know it's, it's morning over there. Ohio Gizimus. How, do you, know tried, How well, do you know that? How do because I because I actually tried to learn a little bit of Japanese when I was doing work for Asics Tiger Corp and doing things for them, and that's a Japanese company. Okay. Uh, Ohio Kazimis. Very difficult. The only thing similar between the English language. And the Japanese language are the words that they don't have in Japanese that they actually use American words. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, it's an entirely different world. It's just unbelievable. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have been gone over there. I mean, my God, I, I, I always said I wanted to go to Japan. have never been there other than to stay overnight. I stayed overnight at the airport one time on my way. To the Seoul Olympics, uh, many, oh, many years ago. Yeah, uh, but that's that's. I've never seen it, but I've always been unbelievably fascinated. For me, by because I love history and all the Shogun, you know, with, with the Japanese culture. And, and I mean, that, that was, it was just really fascinating. I love that, that series Shogun and I've always wanted to go over there. Uh, but it's extremely expensive, but yeah. Uh, you know, it would have been nice to have a chance to, to do that. I've got the chance to go some other places in preseason when the NBA actually used to ask me to go. That hasn't happened in many years now. And uh, the Warriors have gone on two trips and I've not been asked to go on those either. So, but it is what it is. Hint, uh,
1: but, hint. hint, hint. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, nah, anyway
1: uh, you know, well, invite the hall of famer what's going on in golden state sorry
0: yeah, Go it it's okay i'm just happy that those guys got a win it's always nice to get a win even in an exhibition game but i get such a kick out of things because these guys are in camp for just a few days and they're already playing exhibition games and before we had a month a month of, of training i mean a month and it was still quite a while before we ever played our exhibition games and it's a whole different world right now that's the power of the Players Association. They, in those collective bargaining agreements, they're pretty strict about it, but I, I think you need a little bit more practice. Uh, but let's get into talking about some of the things that are going on here.
1: Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football and basketball betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup information, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, hockey, golf. They have it all. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards bet online. It's where the game starts. You know, as you saw, um, Clay
0: Thompson didn't play in that game and i i you know with the injuries and stuff that he had i mean if he's in shape and doing stuff i can't say that i really blame him for having to go out maybe play you know 12 15 minutes or something in an exhibition game that doesn't really mean anything if he knows he's ready to go i mean why you know put himself into even more jeopardy and then again a lot of times he's playing against guys that are rookies or guys that they're trying out on the other team and You just don't know what guys like that are going to do i mean i got hurt on a play the first time i ever hurt my knee it was a stupid play i'm going up for a layup and a guy comes over to try to get it and we get tangled up in the air and you know tore my cartilage and it's silly plays like that that you don't want to see happen so and no problem with that clay will be in shape and ready to go i mean there's a lot of players who didn't show up ready to go at the start of the season uh and you know there's a lot of stories written about that that guys just didn't want to spend the time and the energy to do it. Cause it's a long season as it is. And if you get yourself in shape and I usually did that, I ran the Hills of San Francisco as a rookie. I mean, I could run forever and I, t- I thought I was in great shape and Alex Hannum ran the toughest camp. Oh, oh my God. Alex Hannum was my first coach two a days. I remember I was, and I was in great shape. I was so tired. I didn't even, I either took the elevator or if I was going down, I want to go downstairs. I wouldn't go upstairs. So I didn't have to pick my legs up and swing on the banisters. It wasn't real wide so that it wouldn't have to use any energy and move my legs. So to save myself for the second of two a days. And uh, I, I just think two a days, it's fine to do something, but, you know, run through plays, do something, get some shots in, walk through offensive plays, but to try to go and have two hard, workouts twice a day for an extended period of time. I think it's too much to my, my personal opinion. And uh, I think a lot of the teams have cut back on that somewhat. But I remember Fred Hetzel was picked with me uh, when the Warriors had those two draft picks. Uh, it was Fred Hetzel and myself got picked the only time ever the NBA gave two draft picks to the lowest teams in either conference. They flipped a the coin, the Knicks won, uh, they got first and fourth. Warriors lost, got second and third. And Fred Hetzel, after two days, was in bed being fed intravenously because he wasn't in shape and ready for it. And uh, we had a lot of fun there, wow. guys like Gary Phillips and stuff. Some of the guys on my team, they smoked. I Cyrus. I went to the first halftime of an exhibition game and the guys were lighting up. I couldn't freaking believe it. Luka Doncic Luka Doncic still lights up. Just <laughs> really oh my supposedly, God.
1: supposedly that's the
0: rumor uh, Yeah I know if I'm the coach I and mean, then there's no smoking in the locker room at halftime. I'm sorry. That's just not going to make it <laughs> But I, it, it was crazy. But when we when we were tr- when we were doing the training camp, like I said, I could run forever. So Alex Hannon would do the three line drills. You, people who know basketball understand that. So you run the three line drill, and you're down. You make the layup. You come back. You make the layup. So it's one. Then it's two. Then it's three times up and down. Four times. And if you miss a layup, you have to start over. Right. right? So I would go, and we're getting when we got up to like four or five because he kept going and going. If I, I'd come down, I'd pull up and take a jumper oh my God, the guys, I mean, if I ran with the older guys, they would go nuts. They wanted to kill me because if I miss, we have to start over again. They didn't show up. They got themselves in shape at training camp. You know, now you got to show up in shape you at least you're smart you would you should and, but yeah, yeah. And, but it was so funny because they would fight with one another not to get in line with me to run the three-line drill and i always remember doing that and i would <laughs> i'd pull i pull up and shoot jumpers sometime you know we're at six or seven and i'd pull up miss the jumper and you got to start at one again it was it was it was pretty humorous actually
1: <laughs> yeah it was self humorous i i mean but again you you just revealed you were in incredible condition so missing a shot for you was no big deal but for the well, it was. Like it, I, I like... no, I was mad
0: if I missed the shot. I didn't expect to miss the shot. I didn't take the <laughs> shot. I didn't take the shot to miss it. I was taking the shot expecting to make it. But you know, I'm taking the jump shot after you know running up and down a bunch of times as opposed to going for the layup. I mean, the chances are that I'm going to miss a bunch of them. So and I did, <laughs> and the guys I was with weren't very happy when I did yeah. that. So. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Incredible. It's, it's,
1: so, it's, you know, the, the clay thing, I'm glad you said that that doesn't seem abnormal to you because um, you know, that came out late last night, early this morning, that the reason clay wasn't playing is because he's um, he's dealing with fear of re-injury uh, for people that don't recall, you know, first clay Thompson tore his ACL in the NBA finals. And then right when he was about to come back, he tore his ACL playing pickup basketball. And that's, I guess, something that he likes to do in the summer to, to stay in shape and he's, he's, he's got some residual almost PTSD type stuff going on where he's a little apprehensive to play pickup basketball in the summer out of fear of that injury. Um, but, and so in your opinion, that's, that's fine. No, no cause for concern. No, right? I don't I,
0: No, I, Here's the thing. I'll tell you what'll happen to him because I had the same thing. I, I didn't know if I'd ever play again. Right? Right. I mean, what it would be. I mean, I had an operation. I had to get my knee cut open. It wasn't arthroscopic surgery back then for cartilage. So, I have to go out, and I'm going to go out and play. And I was apprehensive. I mean, you know, I used to drive like crazy to the basket. I was a little reluctant about driving. I was, I was concerned. Hmm. And I, I remember exactly what had happened because I, I, got hurt when I was in the ABA, and went over to the ABA after I sat out that one year. And I remember the game exactly. It was against the Dallas Chaparrals down in Texas, and got into overtime. The what? The what? <laughs> the Dallas Chaparrals.
1: <laughs> that was one of the ABA teams. The yeah. Chaparral—they came up with some interesting nicknames for those teams back then. Yeah, they, well, they did.
0: Yeah, Dallas Chaparral. So, overtime game, I make a steal, so I go down and break away, and so I go up and I got in, you know involved, I'm involved in the thing. It's emotional stuff. I, I wasn't thinking so much. I'm in the game, so I went up to go dunk it, right? And holy smoky, I dunk. I mean, I got up really high and dunked the ball, jumping off my left knee, which is the one I had the surgery on. And from that, I said, "Oh, my knee's okay." Yeah. And so it was that moment that I got over the fear of, well, my knee might not hold up because when it happened before, I was just going and my knee just gave out. I mean, so it's it's a scary thing when you're an athlete that you have yeah. things like that and you got to get over it. So that's why I was kind of surprised. Then when Clay came back that first game, he drove in, and got a dunk.
1: Yes, he did. That's I right.
0: Go God, I said, man, he's good. He's, he's, he's ready to go. And so. <laughs> I can still, you know, I mean, you can still have a little bit of apprehension, but when you get involved in the actual game and your, your mind is into that, you get into that, the other stuff kind of filters out. And right. That, you know, it'll be, he'll be fine. He'll be fine, and hopefully he'll stay healthy. That's the most important thing. But, ha-ha, we're going to talk about the game. Yes. What did we say? One of the key elements for the Warriors trying to repeat, Right. Is a tall gentleman that's playing young man playing on that team that we have no idea how good he's going to be because we haven't hardly had a chance to see him in the fin seasons. And he went out and did pretty damn good in yes, the game did. in 20 something minutes, right? And get 20 points and almost double digits in rebounds. And as we talked about before, as I said, from having watched him, he's got really nice footwork. He is athletic and can run the floor. If he comes in, and becomes a weak side defender to help be a rim protector a little bit, uh, hey, you know, if if he can perform at the level he performed in that first game, the Warriors are in good shape, okay? The Warriors are in good shape if oh. that's going to be the case. And Jordan Poole had another nice game in a short run that he, you know, I mean. Sort so, of,
1: sort of. He did shoot one for 10. He shot one for that, 10. No, Not no, I'm
0: him. talking about – no, he scored some points. And this is, well, I was looking at another game doing it. But, here, hey, Jordan Poole starts out there. I don't worry about him anymore. Okay. He's going right. to be fine because he doesn't worry about it. That's the most Good. important yes. thing. Yes. But the biggest one I was concerned about, Poole showed what he's capable of doing, as did the other guys. It was Wiseman, and that's the big thing. He's the big question mark for this team. He – sure. and how much, How much? you know, Poole maintain and get a little better than he was last year. Moody get a chance to play a little bit more and show what he's capable of doing, and Kaminga's got to improve his game and, and, mm-hmm. and play it a little bit at a higher level for the Warriors to be well. But Wiseman's so such a big factor as far as I'm concerned because it gives them another big that they I think they really really need. But uh, yeah, that was encouraging to see that for sure.
1: It's almost like they're only big. It's amazing they won the title and did what they did last year without a true center. It's it fascinating. I, I don't look. I know Kevon Looney is a now he's a natural center, but until last year, no one really thought of him like that, right? I mean, it's, it's just crazy to me that they pulled this off, but. Oh, no, he's
0: just a, just a hard hat kind of guy goes out, does his job, works hard. And he, you know, we talked about it. He played, I thought he played exceptionally well. Hell yeah. He was a great, he's a great contributor to the success that the team had. And, um, and if he, if he can just maintain the level of play, I mean, you always want to try to get better, but hell, if he, I mean, if I'm a fan, as a fan, I just like to have him play as well as he played in the playoffs all oh. season. Hell, that'd be yes. awesome. You know, and then if if Wiseman does anything like what he did showing in this first game and everything, that's Mm. an incredible bonus for the team. And then we'll have to see. Well, plus the fact, I mean, they, you know, they're the team that score a bunch of points. We'll see how the defense plays out and what the rotations are. But they, I think, understand and realize that if you want to be a champion in the NBA, you have to be a good defensive team. I'm not saying you have to be the best, but you have to be a good defensive team. And I keep telling people all the time. I say it every year and I'll say it forever. The redeeming quality about the NBA with all the bullshit that goes on and some of the crazy basketball that you see and that one-on-one nuts, the nutty stuff, is that the only teams that have won championships have been good, good defensive teams. There's never been an NBA champion that was a bad defensive team. Now, I, I'm a big front. Defense does not win championships by itself. Okay? Right. They said defense. But you have to be a good defensive team in order to be a champion, because you can be the best damn defensive team going, and if you suck offensively, you are not winning a championship. I'm yes, sorry, sir. not where, where, are
1: you by the way? Why are you in such a dark room? What's I'm back.
0: On? I'm back in. I'm back in Colorado still, and uh, and I, I, fortunately, I say nothing happened with the hurricane. But we'll be heading back down there, the beginning of November, and okay. got a lot. He's been busy. Did some fishing, which wasn't very good. You know, my friend. <laughs> Greg Bachelor, a great guy, and his wife Star were awesome, and were great hosts. And uh, God, he—you want to talk about somebody living out in nowhere? He lives out in the middle of nowhere. I mean I'm serious. It's a it's a it's no not a paved road to get to his house I mean, out in Montana. So he's out in the middle of nowhere. Thank God for Elon Musk because he uses that what is that Starlink or the something? The satellite like thing. Yes, yes, yeah.
1: exactly. Okay, so that's he's a subscriber. All right. Good for him. Is internet yeah. good? Is it strong? Is the connection is it, it,
0: hey, it worked enough for me to okay. be able to, you know, be able to make phone calls and get online and do that. So that's good. I mean that's the big thing now. You know when I go some places, people say, "Oh yeah, put you in the." Key. I I just want a room when I travel. I just want a room that hopefully has clean sheets, a toilet that flushes, hot water, Wi-Fi, and and because they have no control over it. And I pray for a firm mattress. That's it. That's all I need. I don't need a suite. I don't need all this other garbage. And it's it's always nice when you go to some of the some of the different hotel chains now. They have, you know, they're letting you have uh the uh, streaming services on there, you're able to get uh, Netflix, uh, uh-huh. or get, you know, you know, prime, I mean, which is cool because I told my wife, honey, when I, if I get older and I'm not going to you know, be able to get around and do stuff, just stick me in front of the television set, the big screen TV with the Wi-Fi. give me <laughs> Netflix, Netflix and, and, you know, and Amazon prime and whatever else I decided I want to use for streaming. And I'll, I'll be like a pig and slop along with my, <laughs> my, my, my cream cheese dip and some caffeine free diet Pepsi. And I'll be ready yeah. to go. That's it. I don't need much. You're a modest man, sir. I respect that. No, and it's that not modest. You, it's not modest. I just not I I just don't need a lot of stuff. I mean, seriously. I mean, yeah, same way like even with eating. I mean, the going to fancy restaurants. I I did a lot of that with, you know, when the wives I had and she wanted to go and you go to the fancy restaurants and they give you a little piece of meat that's about this big and they have direct decorations <laughs> yes. on the plate all around. It looks so pretty. You know, I want to go say, listen, can I get a little bit more meat or a little bit more fish and less decoration? Yes. Not have, to, not have to pay the outrageous amount. So, again, I am. I'm just basically – I loved it because Stark, you know, Greg's wife when I was up there in Montana – I mean, she said, what's your favorite thing? I said, oh, I love my mom. I said, I'm simple. I, you know, I love meatloaf. So she made me a great meatloaf with gravy and mashed potatoes oh. and corn on the cob. And mm. hey, I was happy. I mean, she said, I don't need anything fancy. So maybe, so modest, I do...
1: is, maybe modest is the wrong word. Simple, maybe. And I love that. Yeah. I'm a simple man. I think I'm a simple man. So I'm with you. Basic. You know, just basic mm-hmm. stuff. And I yes, like sir. my
0: wife and I are not ones that want to go out and go to dinners and fancy restaurants or stuff. I mean, just... I mean, I, I probably eat you almost know, most of the week. You know, I have four salads that I'll make during the course of the week. And some of them, you know, put some chicken in it with good, nice dressing and good, healthy stuff. And that's that's enough for me. I don't I don't eat anywhere near as much as I used to, and don't eat tons of meat. And, but anyway, everybody's got to do what they need to do. So, hey, yes, do we sir. have some questions from some people?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we talked about here's Jim Cleveland uh, wanting your thoughts on Jordan Poole. I wanted to get your thoughts on Jordan Poole. Do you think the Warriors should invest in him for the long term? Do you project him to be an all-star caliber player? Is is well, he a thanks, max Jim. dollar is he a max dollar guy, Rick? Do you do you think he's gonna get max dollars?
0: Well, if, if if he continues to improve and play the way he played last year, I mean they don't win the championship without him, plus the fact he's young. I mean, you know, the other guys, I mean, Clay, he's not a spring chicken anymore. I mean, you know, he's getting up there, and with the injuries he's had, who knows how long he's going to be around. And you got like, a guy like Poole that can go out, and you get to 30 on any time and, and, and play the way he is. You know, hopefully he'll get to be a little better individual defensively. But as you know, I've said it all the time, it's not individual defense that wins championships. It's team defense. Yes, sir. And, and, you know, and with with Clay, you had both, you know, when he was super healthy, but I don't think it impacted him that much on a negative basis last year. But it's the team defense. I mean, that's what happened with the Warriors during the stretch last year. When they started out their defense was really good. I said, wow, this is awesome. And then all of a sudden they, you know, I don't know what happened. They went to the, to the uh, Bermuda Triangle or something or the Twilight Zone and all of a sudden their defense wasn't real good and they struggled. But
1: well, they, they got them on. They lost Draymond,
0: Rick. Yeah, well, yeah, but they got got their act together, and Draymond is a a catalyst in that regard because, you know, he's kind of like the Energizer Bunny doing things, and to his credit, he's gotten so much better as far as not going nutty out there on the court and picking up crazy technical fouls and things of that nature because we do know that him getting suspended in that one series cost them a championship against cleveland as far as i'm concerned there's no doubt that was the case but i also blame the nba because i think that the officials swallowed their whistles because we've talked about this before those of you who didn't see it i mean lebron james threw him to the floor and he should have been called for a flagrant foul had that happened and then he then then to add insult to injury he steps over him right? And now Draymond goes off and then he gets suspended, which I think was ridiculous. I don't think, oh, for something like that, you don't suspend somebody from a championship game, for God's sake. Give him a big fine. I mean, come on. That was ludicrous. I was so mad when they did that. And it really cost them dearly. But had they called the the flagrant on LeBron, I don't think that Draymond would have reacted that way. And I I think they would have won without question. I mean, as it was, they still should have won, except they just killed themselves. Like you say, you live and die with the three. Well, they died with the three
1: in game seven. So I've talked about that. uh, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So anyway, Uh, we'll see where they go. Here's a change of subject. uh, And I'm going to add on to this after we hear from Jason Pollard. He's talking about Ime Udoka.
0: How do you think the Ime Adoka incident affects the Celtics going forward, and do you see them as legitimate contenders to get back to the finals and potentially challenge the Warriors for another championship? Well, I, I watched the series closely last year. I don't remember him, I don't remember him getting many rebounds. I don't think he scored a lot. Um, so I think that will tell you my answer: that I don't think it's going to have a huge impact. On whether the team is successful or not, because the team knows what it takes to get there, uh, and whoever is filling in and, and knew what it was. Um, we'll see what happens, but that still is the strangest thing ever. I mean, I, I, I mean, come on. If he did what he did, and that's the case, and he owns up to and doing stuff, I can't believe they didn't fire him. I mean, seriously. I mean, if I'm an executive, a team, and one of the players on the team has an affair with my wife. I, you know what? I think I'm thinking I'm getting rid of him. I mean, seriously. Well, do what?
1: Do you want to hear, I don't know if you saw what I sent you uh, earlier today, Rick, but uh, an individual named Khaled Abdallah, uh, I guess he covers basketball. His Twitter account's verified, so we know his identity. But he covers the Warriors among many sports for uh, a platform that's called Sideline Sports. He tweeted some uh, really crazy information. I'll read this to you. Let me know what you think, because I know on last week's show, you broke some news about this. So um, according to uh, Khaled, uh udoka and his wife nia long who's an actress uh, they've been together for over 11 years they have a child together um they were in an open relationship or they are in an open relationship and he is a quote serial offender uh, unquote with the ladies wherever he coached so this is not a new thing according to him um so uh he slept with a team staffer the team staffer uh her husband found out um, the husband went to the team. They signed paperwork saying it was consensual. Um, however, the woman then said Udoka was being inappropriate. Um, and then, on t- then after that, Udoka went ahead and slept with the Celtics minority owner's wife. Thank that's, you. That's when they suspe- well. That's what did I
0: tell you? What did I tell you?
1: <laughs> so that's when they sus- so that's when they suspended him. Uh, and then um, he doesn't want to. Re- Udoka won't resign because he's getting paid, obviously. Um, and the, the reason why it supposedly hasn't gotten fired yet is because they're still investigating the situation. That's according to
0: yeah. no, another source yeah uh, whatever. Yes. well, whatever it is, it's it's unfortunate and you know stuff like happens in life all the time with those things. you, you know, there's no no controlling the uh, the emotions of people when it comes to love interest or
1: excitement or whatever it is that it is. Uh, what do you not- think of Rick, what do you think about the whole premise of like open relationships? They call that, uh, a polyamorous relationship—it's where it's oh, it's where yeah, you just date other people. I, I don't know how people do that. I I would never be okay with this situation. Like I, I would, uh, I would, I would have a very difficult time with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But a lot of people are okay with it. I just, don't I, I don't, I guess, is it just, I don't understand the mindset. I guess I, I don't know. That's it's just bizarre to me. But well,
0: I know, and, and that's the thing is that they obviously, if it was, here's all, all I can say is in the experience over the years and having been married a few times. Is that if you have the right one, you're going to know it. And if you have the right one, I don't think you want that kind of a relationship.
1: Yes, fair. That you know? is so I mean, fair.
0: Seriously, I mean, because I mean, just the thought of the person that you have that you love and doing stuff, being with someone else, and the physical nature and everything, you kind of have a very difficult time dealing with that. Trust me. I mean, nah, no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's uh, Menard35, uh, he has a question for you in regard to um, your All-Star Game performance and the All-Star Game in the Bay Area. Rick, Jeff from the Bay Area, 1966-67 All-Star Game, great, greatest performance probably by any single player. How do we get the NBA All-Star Game back to a good basketball game? Is the money invested in players just too much now? Or should we just get away from the All-Star Games in all sports? All together. Thank you.
0: Yeah, interesting question. As I said, it's not, a, I don't even call it an all star game anymore because it's not a game. It's, it's an it exhibition. Yeah. It's an exhibition. And so if you're going to leave it at that, and fat people will have some fun, and you're going to have an exhibition. Uh, that's one thing and you can enjoy it for what it is. And there are some incredible things. I still remember a couple of star games back when Steph Curry made that stupid bounce pass from half court to, I think it was to Giannis or something. Yes, correct. it was, Giannis, correct, correct. Was, I mean, that was just so sick. I mean, so <laughs> they do some of the most amazing things. And so if you want to watch it to be able to see things like that, great but don't call it a game and don't put records in the book and stuff compared to the stuff that we did when we had a serious basketball game. There needs to be asterisks. They got to go back and, and and have separate records for when they, and when it turned into an exhibition as opposed to a game. I mean, it's so ridiculous that it they is. do that now. And, you know, but I can't, you know, and it can be entertaining and fun to watch that. So I have no issue with that part of it. I just have an issue with them calling it a game. And I mean, my God, in the rookie in the rookie, uh, the rising stars challenge that I was the uh, I was an honorary coach for one of the teams Mm -hmm. and and my team wound up winning. But I remember going in the huddle saying something. I said, guys, I just want to let you know. I said, trust me. I said, you guys need to win this game. I said, but you're going to make you're going to make twenty five thousand dollars. I said, that's one and a half times what I made for playing my entire first season. So you guys need to count your blessings to how lucky you are to be in this league at this time. And that was it was an interesting group of guys. I have no problem with that game. And I think that game, and I said, guys, I, what I asked them before, I said, look, I'm going to ask you one thing and one thing only. Play this as a serious basketball game to show the fans that you know how to play and make it fun for them. Please, if you can wanna if you want to do it the other way, hey, work a little harder, get to be an all-star, then you can make the all-star team and you can go screw around in that game. Okay. But in this game, please, please play serious basketball. And to their credit, they did. And
1: that's why they won. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. <clears throat> what, are your, what are your thoughts on the, uh, the, the proposal that's going to happen probably the next year or two of a midseason tournament? I mean, that's an exhibition as well, but they're gonna, I guess they're going to uh, pay out a million plus dollars for, for each player, for the team that wins. Your thoughts on the tournament? Ter- uh, it seems weird to me. It's, it's following soccer a little bit. Your thoughts on a midseason tournament?
0: Well, I think, I think they're realizing that the other one is not a game. They're trying to make it a game and make it competitive. Now, if I'm an owner... And I'm paying that kind of money to a key player. Do I want him playing in another super serious game with other great players? I mean, it might be nice and stuff for the league, but do you want to risk that? Of course, they all have policies, insurance policies on these guys. I know that. But you don't want to lose a great player. I mean, you know, the devastation it can be for your team and for, right. the fans and for everything else. So that's a tough one. Uh, personally, I'd love to see it. Same because I'd love to see the best ones playing and being serious. That's why when the all-star now game, I pray that it gets close in the last five minutes, because then the guys will get serious because they want to win because the pride will come into it and they stop screwing around. And you might get a few minutes of serious basketball being played on both ends of the court. And so if they did it for that, you know, I, I don't know. These guys make so much money. I mean, is money the incentive? I, to me, it's the competitive nature. It's the competitive drive. It's the pride that you have yourself that I think would dictate how the game would be played. And, and right. but the, if it's money, I mean, the, you know, you can I mean, come on, they make so much money now. How much money is does it take to get them to be serious about the game? You know, and as far as the pride, like, man, we want to see we can beat. Can we beat the West? You know, the Eastern All Stars. I mean, we want to beat those guys. And we had some unbelievable games. I mean seriously. I mean it was it was fun. the all-Star game was was fun. I really looked forward to it. I mean, it's an honor to be chosen and and it was an honor and, and a thrill to play because I, I mean I got to play you know against some of the greatest players in the history of the game I have, There was some black and white picture somebody sent that I got in there. There were seven people in the picture. All seven people in there in those 67 all- star games were top 50 players. Wow, yeah. And I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was really awesome. So we'll see what they do. I mean, they're always looking for ways to do it. They're trying to keep an entertaining. Hey, come on folks. You understand when you go to a game now, it's like going to a rock concert. I mean, the music and the dancing and the I mean, just shows, the halftime. Show. we had nothing. We had nothing. There wasn't anything at halftime. You went to halftime. You went to the bathroom, I guess, if you were a fan, and you go got a drink or do something, and you come back to your seat, and the game starts up again. I mean, and a lot of the teams, when the other teams did it, they got cheerleaders. Well, a lot of the teams didn't have, the Celtics didn't have cheerleaders for a long time. I mean, it's it's, it's a totally different world now. It's we're, we're so engrossed in stuff with so much happening and going on. It's like, it's hard to find things now when it's this solitude and this peace and stuff. It's just, and at an NBA game, that's kind of what it was. It was just the game itself. And it was interesting. I mean, I'm not saying I'm against it. i love some of the stuff that's going on. I mean, some of those halftime shows are unbelievable. Some of these people do. It's really kind of cool. The music and the loudness of the music. I'm not a big fan of, I can't say that I am, but uh, it's a show. I mean, there's no question about it. So, but the NBA is really good at, trying to find the pulse of what what turns the fans on and i think it's really critical because in today's world if you think about it i was just looking at something and reading it because i majored in marketing when i was in school and,
1: okay.
0: and i'd love that as to 37% of the thing is getting more thing as far as trying to go ahead and market your your product or your service it was about getting more data and analytical stuff. Man, everybody's got nuts with the analytical stuff. I, I mean and number two was like customer stuff, you know, serving the customer once. To me, that should be number one by a yeah. large margin. If I was oh, yeah. if I owned the business, my my business would be so focused on providing the most incredible service if you provided a service business. Yes, or if you had a product to make that product as good as you possibly could, to give the customer service and you called up the greatest possible experience the word of mouth would get around and you'd make a freaking fortune because customer service and the way people deal with things of that nature today are a joke. And I'm getting back to what? Yeah. Instagram. Sorry, I,
1: I was coughing up longer. Yeah. I
0: still have not heard a freaking word from freaking Insta. I can't get on my Instagram account. And they're saying if you have this customer service will be there. If you're not getting your code, that's what they said at the top of it. Well, how many freaking times do I have to send it in? To tell you that I'm not getting my code and I can't get on Instagram because I like to use Instagram. I have a lot of fun things to put some pictures and stuff that I'm doing. So that's why I'm going to try to use Miked Up because I can get some things out there because that's that's the worst customer service I've ever experienced in my life. I mean, and I've experienced some pretty bad service, but at least I got some service because I'm getting zilch, nada,
1: nothing. I mean, it's insane. That sucks. Instagram, you should be ashamed of yourself. And you have almost 15,000 followers on there. Speaking of marketing, that is such an ideal marketing platform for you, and and, and you can't you can't like reset your. Uh, never mind, we'll get. Into I can't it get in
0: there. And, and here's the thing, you know, if I was playing today, oh my god, I mean, I would I would crush social media. I'm serious. I would basically have my own freaking reality show on social media.
1: I well, mean, you are Rick, the, the, fifteen thousand followers is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, you, you are crushing social media not Literally really but
0: and no, i'm serious but the thing is there's so many things that you can do plus you can be helpful to the people who are fans yeah. of yours because if you go out and do the research and you find a great service for them that's great at a great price that they can feel comfortable with or you can get a product that you know is great and works like you know here i do like my medicine leaf stuff or my aloe yeah. md plus you know stuff that i use personally that i absolutely love my go sleeves i mean all of these things that because I'm not going to do something just to get paid money. I'm sorry. You know, plus you can get in trouble, you know, I guess, you know, on television. So if you can't go out there and profess stuff, if it's not true, you're, getting you're right. in a big trouble doing that. Right. But I'm not going to get, you know, somebody willing to pay me to do something. And I don't really like the service or the product. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be involved with them. I'm not going to try to promote them to put some money in my pocket. And then all the people out there who go and use this stuff, are, you know, getting screwed. I mean, I'm not going to do that. So anyway, I but that's, I
1: can't believe you don't, you, you still don't have your Instagram. That is, oh, no, I can't be believe dead. it either. I mean, how many more, oh, I, I went, dead. I tried to go through Facebook and send something into Facebook because right. Facebook owns Instagram, right? Correct. So, I mean,
0: I don't know what I can do. I really don't. I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a quandary. I mean, I, I just, I sent it in again today. I mean, how many times do I have to do this? I kept saying, I I'm never
1: getting, and they said customer service support will be good. Nobody's reached out to me. That's is where it, you know what I would do, Rick. Honestly, I would reach out to the Warriors because I guarantee the Warriors have a connection with Facebook. I mean, there's such a synergy there with Silicon Valley and the Warriors. There's got to be someone that they know that they can connect with you directly. Because yeah, maybe, that's maybe I'll do that.
0: Yeah, that's I outrageous.
1: It. You know, yeah, going it. back, going back real quick to the mid-season tournament. The, the one appeal I really could see with it is if you're if you're paying each player on a team a million dollars to win the tournament. There are some players on NBA rosters where that would be doubling their their salary for the year, um, so I could see the. Well, but incentives. they don't play.
0: But they don't play.
1: Right, but they, but my understanding is if they do the 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 mid season tournament, those guys would play because, like you said, you don't want to risk the stars getting injured in a in an exhibition type game. So wait a
0: second, wait a second. So what they're saying is that they will use the
1: other guys to get to know them and let them have a competition, kind of like the rising stars thing, but a very serious tournament. Yes, and, I mean, and, so, and the. And- the, the the Stars could play, and they probably would play some minutes, but you wouldn't be working them out there like you would a, a re- regular season game. It would probably be like an exhibition preseason type game, um, except the winner gets a million dollars. So uh, I don't know. What do you think? No each, one... each player gets a million dollars? Correct. Interesting. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but they
0: got it. They'd, yeah, they'd have to come up with something. It would be kind of fun to do that. I mean, maybe what you do is, I don't know. I'd have to think about it and give some thought to what kind All right. of – Rules and regulations. You might want to have to do it to incorporate the star players along with the other people. Um, I'll bring it up again. I'll bring it up again. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do it. I mean, it might be more fun to do it and do it by quarters and make right. it four quarters, and so you have four different games within it. So you have four games within the game, not necessarily a whole overall tournament, but put some money on the line and and have uh, have that, and then you could say you know the one quarter you play, you get to play your starters and other. Then the next. Quarter. The other guys are all going to play, and you see how all the reserve guys are going to do. Well, I mean, somehow to do. I don't know. I don't know what the real answer to it is. We'll see. But I, I really do think that the NBA missed the boat. Um, and I'm going I'm to say it again because I want to get it out there and get yeah. people talking about this. Hopefully, and it'll never happen now because I think that the union has too much power. Um, they need to make professional sports on a team basis. Money on the line in every game for every player. It's a professional sport. I mean, you know, golf and tennis, if you don't play well, you don't get paid. I mean, seriously, I mean, it. I mean, there has to be something on there. And I've told you this before, yeah. a maximum, a maximum guarantee that a player can get. And it's going to be a stupid thing. It'll be millions of dollars of a guarantee, right? Then that's where you come in and the negotiation comes in with your agents. That realistic number of games, let's say the Golden State Warriors and say, let's say it's for purposes, it's 60 wins, right? So this team should be able to win 60 games. That's if everybody's healthy, right? So Steph Curry would get X number of dollars for every win. It's Clay Thompson would get X number of dollars for every win. Mm-hmm. And then the other guys who are lower on the on the totem pole or maybe getting the minimum contract at all, maybe they're getting 5000 whatever it is. Every player on every team has money on the line based upon a win or a loss. And and here's the thing that would happen. Rehab, you know, and the other stuff here. Wait a second. These guys want to get load management. I'm going to tell you something. Guys, I'm saying, damn it, coach, put me in because we're losing and I'm losing freaking money. You know, I mean, seriously. And if you have an injury, you don't think those guys are going to rehab their butt off because if they're not there and the team is losing, they're losing money. Yes, sir. And so the worst teams, the two worst teams in the league can play the last game of the season. And they're worrying about tanking and stuff for, for the draft. And stuff. you could, that'll eliminate the freaking tanking. Let me tell you that right now, because if you're losing money, there is no player going to go out there and not play hard because if they lose, they lose money. Right. They're going to be cheering for the teammates. They're going to play their butt off. Why? Because in some cases there'll be significant amount of dollars that they're losing out on. And that's true. Professionalism when it comes to sports, the winner is the one who gets paid. Yes, sir. And then you have a situation if they exceed that. Okay, they can get a certain number of games over and above that. They, so they can still get those, but you know, I'm not. If he came out with a, you know, forty five is a realistic number, and all of a sudden they wound up winning sixty games. I mean, see, that will you know cost a lot of money to the team, but you can negotiate that in. But yeah, the biggest yeah. thing is is that you have an incentive for every player to want to win every game that he plays.
1: I guarantee that's never happening, but I love the idea, Rick. I absolutely love the idea, but the players' union is way too powerful. You know, speaking of money, by the way, i got to bring this up with you. So right now, the media rights deal that the NBA has with ESPN uh, and Turner is for approximately $24 billion. Uh, that contract's up, and they're negotiating a new media rights deal. And the speculation out there, uh, and CNBC is my source for this right now, is that the deal might come close to triple the current amount? That it might go up to seventy-five billion dollars based off the, the popularity of the NBA. What that's going to mean, and this is the part that's going to make your head explode, is that a max contract for a player right now? Let's say Stephen Curry's making about fifty million dollars a year. Uh, like Zion Williamson's probably making around thirty a year. You know, it depends on your how many years you played. That number could potentially double. So you, we could be seeing contracts, and this is I don't know, I, I don't know how, how the public is going to accept this or react to this. I would love your reaction. What if two years from now, like, cause, cause to put it in perspective, Michael Jordan in 1998, I think made like $35 million, right? And there was no other player in the NBA making over $30 million a year until 2016. Now we have over 30 players making uh, over $30 million a year in the NBA. We might see that number jump to like $70 million. 80 million staff might make a hundred million dollars a year. What are your thoughts on that? That's like, that's crazy to me. What do you think?
0: Well, if the money is there, it's not crazy. I mean, you know, if they're generating that type of income and the yeah. percentage of, of, of the designated income goes towards the player salaries and the yeah. players are entitled to it. I think the problem with it is, is that you, you need to be realistic about it, and there should certainly be an increase in the payment for the guys who don't get to play as much. I mean, it all shouldn't go to your star players because you don't win without everybody else on the team you know, contributing in some way or another. So as long as they do it in a realistic fashion and take care of the other players who are it there— will. I, will, yeah, yeah, I have no problem. I, have no, I really have no pro- I've never had any problem with these guys doing it. I just wish I had been born 10 years later or something. You know? oh, I'm
1: and, sorry. I know you know, they right. forgot
0: those three freaking zeros on my contract. So, I mean, I'm still out there, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, working and what have you. But, um, you know, God bless them for what yeah. happened. You know, a couple of my, you know, a few of my boys were able to benefit from that. So I'm happy for them. And I, I would have no problem with it whatsoever. I, I think if the money's there, they're entitled to do it. And for so many years back when I played, the owners were the ones that were – Getting all of the money and the players weren't getting very much. When I came in the league, three players were making a hundred thousand dollars.
1: Wow, and 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 the, the the players who are on the bottom will see an increase as well because the way that the agreement's set up right now is it's basically like a fifty-fifty split, is close to that where the owners get I think fifty-one percent, players forty-nine, and that forty-nine percent is split up accordingly. So I think the minimum contracts will go up. It'll probably be like three million a year for your your fifteenth roster spot. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's, it's wild.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, in all sports, in all sports, I mean, look at what's look at what's going on. You know, I mean, what do you think Judge is going to get with his contract? You know, I mean, I, shit, did he, he, he? I know, I saw him. They, they were cutting in to show whether or not he, could, he had a home run or not. in some of those things It's so funny because the fans, even the fans in Baltimore, were booing that the pitcher was walking him. I mean, they, they, people want to see history, right? want see yes, they, absolutely. Well, sure, they want to see a guy get the most home runs ever in a season by an American League player. You know, and so that's pretty pretty done. Cool. So, Or by, uh,
1: or by a non-steroid-induced uh, player. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, I didn't have to get into that, but that was part of the game. The
0: owners looked the other way and everything. And just because <laughs> of that, you can say, you can't get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, my God, if it wasn't something that they were jumping all over, I, I got some real issues with that, too. But that's a whole other discussion. No,
1: bring it up. What, what you, so, you, so you disagree with the fact that Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and so forth are not in the Hall of Fame right now? Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, so, I know some of the players, oh, that's BS. I said, look it. Here's the deal. If the league had really monitored the way they should have done it, they would have had fine to do whatever. a so boom, and then they would have been out of it. And they, and they, they, But in Barry Bond's case, I mean, he was going to be a Hall of Famer regardless. And regardless, guy, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's you know, fair. So I, I just don't understand that because the league, it really, they really did. They looked the other way. They loved the home runs and the stories, you know, the guys going on. It was great for the game in that regard. But it just shows you, because of modern technology, this is what I've talked about many times, that I would be a better player if I were playing today because we didn't have anything. We had zero, nothing. Now they have strength coach, agility coaches. All this sport training is specific for your sport. Why do you think, Judge? why he is a guy so powerful doing things? Because he's been trained with all of this sophistication and has all of this at his disposal. He right. I might never have been. And how many home runs made you, would Roger Maris have hit if he had all of this stuff?
1: Or Babe Ruth. I mean, Babe yeah, Ruth was thank smoking you. cigars. And Babe Ruth, and
0: Babe Ruth, who had the gut and stuff, and used drink to drink and smoke the cigars. <laughs> yeah. or whatever. You know, I mean. So yeah, I mean, so that's why you never compare people when they start comparing people from different eras. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Compare them in their <laughs> own era because they have more at their disposal to help make them greater players than the other players had, and yet they're still trying to break the records of those guys who didn't have any of that. Yep. Very yep. interesting, right? So how really good. Are they and how really good would the other guys have been if they had all of this stuff at their disposal? That's yeah, that's fair. That's For sure. Fair.
1: You know, you talk about pickleball a lot. I guess we could wrap it on this though, just because NBA players are really uh, involving themselves. I did not know there is a national pickleball league. Uh, and there's no there's three there's
0: two there's two professional leagues app and the ppa and then they also have uh, the world i mean the team uh, aspect of it which yes. lebron james just got involved in drew Brees is involved as an owner in another team and so this is this sport is just growing so incredibly i mean before he came on the air i was just out playing pickleball with my wife and some friends and people trying to get ready because i are playing in the world senior games again um you know, week after next and so okay. i got to get the game back and ready to play because i was out fishing and and uh, didn't get to play any pickleball when I was doing that. So, yeah. That, you hey, where's my phone? See,
1: I'm gonna hold up. I, huh? What's that? I said you love your pickleball, sir. I love it. Oh, no, no.
0: I, I mean, it's such a great workout and so much fun. And plus, it's I love what I missed most about is was the competition. You're competing, yeah. And it didn't matter. I had golf. I did a long drive. Now we have pickleball to do it. I mean, it's the competition. I mean, even if you're going and playing a game, like I had to play against my, <laughs> I was against my friend Greg's wife Star, and they have a, they have a really beautiful, unbelievably beautiful handmade uh, shuffleboard, long shuffleboard table that they have in bars and stuff. And I had played. I've played a lot over the years, and everything. She says, "Well, you want to play? I'm a pretty good player." Blah blah blah. So I played her, but and he didn't. He wasn't scoring the way they should score. He said, "Come on, that's ridiculous the scoring You're using. I mean, you're telling me I have three of my weights, as they call them. I have three. There's this my weights that are that are in a better position than one from my opponent." But because my one opponent has one on the board, I only get to count the best one of my three. I said, that's idiotic.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
0: idiotic. You're right. It's, it's insane. And so <laughs> anyway, so I, I so I played star and I beat her and I just teased her a little bit and everything. She wrote back, she says, I have a tough skin. I can take it. I was an athlete when I was younger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, here's here's Jack asking a question about pickleball. Uh, let's see what he has to say. I'm thinking of starting... To play pickleball, but don't know much about it. I need some recommendations on what kind of shoes, what uh, kind of pickleball paddles I should get, or recommendations of certain manufacturers. I'm a, I'm a newbie to the game and need some information on how to get started. Thanks.
0: Yeah, well, I, yeah, the best thing to do is go and find a good coach locally and go get some lessons. The worst thing you want to do is go out and develop bad habits trying to play a sport without knowing what the hell the fundamentals are and so because you really need to go out and learn how to do that and then uh and then with the paddle situation just read up and you know go on google there's some great ones i mean right now i mean engage paddles you know provided paddles for me i got other people trying to get me to use their paddles and so i have to make a decision about that because and there's a lot of great products out there it's just a matter of researching and seeing what works for you because there's now bangers and then there's the dinkers and guys that play a soft game guys that play the hard game more and more bangers are coming in there was very few of those before and the bangers are the ones that'll like tennis you know they're going to rip a forehand top spin stuff you can't get as much top spin on the ball with with these paddles but it's it's just a really fun game i think you'll really enjoy it but learn the fundamentals of it first you have you ought know, to get your serve in don't the serve is not a weapon. The next thing is is you want to make sure that, that one of the critical things you have to learn how to dink up it to keep it low over the net, up near the, the the kitchen line. And then from there, the other thing and the really critical shot is you have to learn the third shot drop. So I serve, Cyrus returns to me. I can't hit the ball Cyrus went back to me until it bounces. So okay. I can't up close to the net and just smash the heck out of it. It has to bounce. And so you want to return your serve deep. And a lot of times to the middle or to the weak side of whoever you're going to, the person you're going to hit it to, because one opponent's up at the net, right? And the other person is back from the receiving team. The server and his partner are back behind the line there. And then everybody wants to get to that service line, you know, the kitchen line, and you start to play your little game there. But now, if people aren't hitting a really good return to serve, it's bouncing and the people are just ripping it. I mean, just absolutely ripping it. And so it's it's fun. Check it out. Go watch some highlights and you'll see some amazing points that they put on all the time. These players are incredible. The pros I see them all the time. Tyson McGuffin and Jay DeVellier. I got to play an exhibition with Jay and, and you know and you know Ben Johns, who's like the number one player. And they got a lot of young people coming up. So check it out. Great game. So, for everybody. So, Rick, hey, I hey, that's everybody. Really- I'm saying. Player hey, Kevin Durant was playing. Yes, he was. Yes, he, he didn't was, get sir. into team-wise, but I saw he was out there playing. He, I mean, I can't imagine. Kevin, as tall as he is with the length that he has, and being athletic, if he were to go out and work on it, he could become a heck of a player. Seriously. I mean, he really could become a heck of a player. And uh, and I try. I tell everybody, I try to get Hakeem Olajuwon told him he should start playing. I mean, I'm telling. Dirk Nowitzki's playing in an exhibition down in Texas next week. He's playing with, Joe, with, Tony Rom- with Tony Romo and uh, – Oh, who's the other guy? The big, tall serve, the guy that served John. Uh, uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, Eisner. Uh, the tennis uh, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The tennis player who's you know big, tall guy. He's going to be playing in the exhibition as well. I mean, and, and I know that uh, they've had a bunch of other guys. Mark, who was it? Uh, won all the gold medals and did something. that did everything. Beat Mark, my buddy Mark Spitz's record. Mark told me somebody was going to beat him. I said, seriously? You think somebody's going to beat you? Right? You know? I mean, that was crazy. Did you ever watch the documentary on, on Mark Spitz that's on there? Check it I, out.
1: I, I will. No, I'll, they got a story I
0: about it. Rules. You need to you need, no, Mark's a good friend that we broadcast together. We did the world swing and diving championships together. But Mark, uh, that's a really interesting story. They did a really nice job. And he went back 50 years later and went back to the site and doing it. And they did a whole big story on it. And I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about Mark and about the things that had happened there. I think you you would enjoy it if you're a sports fan. Definitely go and and check that out. And so, you know, Phelps, as I said, was the swimmer that was doing the, the exhibition. And then uh, Fitzgerald, right, the Cardinals guy. I mean, I'm telling you, it, it, it's, it's awesome. It's, I'm, I'm trying to get when they have this world team place, they need to have and have celebrity play part of the match and have a celebrity for them to play on their team against another celebrity and somebody there just to bring other people in and try to get people who are of equal skill level because that's the biggest problem with it. If I'm a five four five and you're a 3-0, we're not going to have a great game, especially if you're playing doubles and you have a weak opponent. So that's the only drawback to it. But as far as on the pro level, and I'll tell you records are made to be broken. I saw history. I don't know if this will ever be broken again, or even matched again, a 15 year old girl, Leanne Waters. Okay. She and her mom play one of the top women's doubles teams. I was at the tournament in Atlanta. She won all three events. She got the triple crown. Basically, you know, she got it. She won singles. She won mixed doubles, and she men, she make, um, won um, doubles in women. Mixed, mixed, women's, and singles. 15 okay. years old on the professional level, the top players. 15. I don't know if another 15-year-old ever is going to come along and be able to pull that off in three separate categories at the same tournament. What
1: kind of player are you? Tough. With, what would you call yourself?
0: I'm... Well, I'm 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 one of the I'm one of the world ranked players in my age and skill level actually. I'm ai am a, I'm a 445 playing. I probably if I'm playing in my age group which when they break it down for that it's 5 year increments 70 74 75 79. So if I'm in the 75 79 age category if I played singles, I could be pretty good, but I just don't want to beat myself up doing that. I just play doubles. So the doubles are really critical as to who you get to play with. But as as a seventy five year old, I'm a five zero player. But I but I play with younger players most of the time and play at the four or five level, and uh, and that's what I'm rated at now. So uh, four or five. So I have to play four or five in, in mixed doubles and men's doubles. Uh, but, you, but you
1: you had all these different descriptions for the type of players. Like you, you said, one person's like a slammer or a banker. A what?
0: They call him a banger. A banger a bang- and a, a dinker. A banger and a dinker.
1: And a dinker, so I'm guessing bangers just love uh, love like like they love hitting or...
0: hard all the time. A lot of okay. the tennis players come in and started doing that. So I more and more people have gotten into it, and I've gotten to the point now where somebody hits a you know a, a short return and it's not super low. I'm gonna I'm gonna go up and bang it but the thing is see i i don't i try to i always try to hit it away from where the people are and test their reactions and stuff because i love when people challenge and hit it at yeah. me all because my hands are still quick you know the legs aren't quite the same but the hands are still good in the reaction and i i love it when people hit hard balls at the net at me so that's kind of a fun thing but yeah it's a, it's a great sport like anything else i mean i'm working at it trying to get better learning more about it just like fly fishing is, is a is a skill it's not like just throw your line out there and sit there with your rod in your hand and hope that somebody bites it, you know, some fish bites it. This is, you know, you have to present in the right way. you got to mend your line. I mean, there's a, there's an art form to it. And that's one yeah. of the reasons I, I love that. And that's why I love pickleball. I love competition and I love being challenged athletically. So that's a deal. And, and my wife always challenges me mentally. So that's because she's very smart. <laughs> <laughs> I like, it. I like it more when she challenges me physically, but I, but, you know, that's, that's a whole other story.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, oh I'm, hey, I'm telling you, by the way, I'm, I'm doing something. Some people out there, they should need to learn and I'll probably talk more about it sometime. Be rare a whole company of doing it. This is just it's 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 pretty amazing. Um, you know jerry who started the whole company up it's really great for people for intimacy and things of that nature and also a lot of it's getting into some cognitive stuff for the brain and all but uh yeah the company's be rare it's you're gonna hear more about it it's pretty darn good and to help people as they get older to go ahead and keep a lot of spice in your married life
1: good stuff you never have enough of that good i love it
0: yeah so no, anyway, we got it. We, we want to get any more of these questions. Real we quick, could. First,
1: yeah. First. I mean, we, it's been a while since we talked about uh, uh, Clay Thompson. So here's Michael Terrell. Here's what he has said.
0: Hey, Rick, is there any concerns with Clay Thompson and his injuries and not playing this preseason? Well, we said that earlier, but, you know, I don't think there's any concern with him not playing. If he doesn't want to play, he's in shape and doing stuff. But yeah, there's always going to be a concern. I mean, hell, you have a concern against every player about they're going to get injured. Yeah, and It's sure. more so with a guy like, you know, with Clay, And you know, I, I was just so happy for him because I know how much effort and time he put into getting back to be able to go through and have a season like he had coming off of those two, two of the most difficult, the difficult and major injuries you can have in the sport of basketball. It's remarkable what he was able to do. Yes, and sure. so you just look at it, it's kind of, you look at it like every game that Clay Thompson gets to play for the Warriors is, is a gift, a gift. I mean, it really truly is because thanks to medical, you know, medical uh, science and and all of the stuff they've done there and technology to go ahead with operations, they got this guy back playing. I mean, my guy, back in my day that happened, you're done. Your career's yeah, over. Done.
1: Absolutely. You know? Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So don't, don't, John, don't worry. I mean, don't worry about it. You know, he, I, you know, this, like anything, just pray that he goes out and plays and stays healthy. And I, you know, I feel the same way for every player that's out there. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been through it myself. It's a difficult thing. You know, two times it happened. I mean, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to play again.
1: Yeah. I uh, You know, I went to Warriors Media Day last week, Rick, and two players really stuck out to me in terms of their size. One was Jermichael Green. Jermichael Green is a big boy. I could see him playing that stretch five. And when you talk about the Warriors adding size, that's another player to throw in the mix. And same with Patrick Baldwin Jr., the Warriors rookie uh, first-round pick, number 27 or 28. I can't remember right now. Uh, he's he's huge. The guy's like a legit 6'9", who has a shooting form of almost Clay Thompson. I, there's reason to be excited for him. Uh, yeah, I, I'm i just ecstatic. I just wanted to throw that out there for you, just so you know. Jermichael Green is a big, strong boy, and he's going to cause problems for other teams, I guarantee you. Well,
0: and, and you know what, Cyrus, we've talked about it so often. It's just not about the star players. The reason the Warriors have been so dynamic and so successful during this run here and this, you know, g- going back from, you know, early, you have to, you know, early two twelve and stuff, or whatever, 14. Anyway, the thing is is that the Warriors are going to continue to be a good basketball team because they understand Bob Myers understands you have to do what they did in San Antonio. You need to bring in people for your bench. Your bench is such a critical element. The Warriors bench is done. Remember when they made the first thing and KD left? They said, oh my God, and and these guys left. What's going to happen? I said, hey, I'm just worried about what's going to happen for the bench. Yep, That's what I'm most concerned about. I'm not worried about the other guys. They're going to be competitive. What kind of help are they going to get? Will somebody come along and develop? Well, for the, the Warriors case, hey, they've got Poole who's come along and developed. They've got a lot of other promising, really promising, young, young players. Yes, sir. That's the beauty of it, young players, because they can be around if they stay healthy. So the Warriors can go on one of these, you know, Showtime Laker runs or one of the San Antonio Spurs who every other year are winning a championship and all. They've already done a remarkable job to this point. Yeah. But I think they have more going for them now with the young players they have than they had before.
1: Agreed. Agreed. I'm excited. I'm really excited, Rick. Are you gonna watch the game tonight? Ten, it's a uh, 10 p.m. Pacific time tip-off. So 11 where you are.
0: This is this is an exhibition game.
1: Yes, the is the second oh. of two games in Japan.
0: Yes. Yeah, I hey, I'm I'm pulling your leg. I'm saying <laughs> this is exhibition game i am going to be glued to the tv i will not be able to take my eyes off of it it's going to be so enthralling and so exciting for me my (laughs) wife may have to give me a pill to calm me down all
1: right here's a here's a here's a here's a question from nick Cohn. uh i'm curious how you're gonna answer this one here's nick asking a warriors question whoops uh here we go if it works Rick, do you see any trades happening before the start of the regular season?
0: Okay. Well, if you're going to call in anybody the next time, try to keep the music down in the background. That would be helpful. Uh, but I did hear you. And uh, no. <laughs> okay. Simple answer, quick. No, I don't see yeah. anything. Now they got they're they're evaluating, seeing what they got, and you know, and then you make your then you make your decisions. They got plenty of time to do it. They have all the way up to what is it like? It's January or February, something. The last trade deadline or something. That Correct. Yeah. It's
1: usually end of January, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and Tyler Thompson, uh, this might be a good question here. Let's hear what Tyler has to say.
0: Hey Rick, who do you think is going to make the pro the most progress from last season and see a bigger part of the rotation with the Warriors this year? Mm. Excellent question, Tyler. Mm. Excellent. I like guys who actually, you know, are women that give actually a good question. Yes, sir. Uh, that's a good question. Um, and I do think there's a few people who I think will ac- can accomplish that. They can. Whether they do or not, I don't know. I would expect that they sh- I- I'm hoping that they do it and th- should be able to do it. And that would be, well, first of all, Wiseman. I mean, but, you know, he's got to play. But I'm talking about some of the other guys. Moody, you know, Kaminga, both of those guys. I think, have a real opportunity to do so. I'm talking about the guys who were part of the team from last year, not the new people who've come in. Who knows what they're going to do, hopefully. Right. <laughs> they're going to fit in, and they're going to do well, and they're going to contribute, like Cyrus was telling you about some of the ones that were <clears throat> New draft pick, big, strong guy. So we don't know what they're going to do. But from last year, those those are the two guys that I think I, – I, I and I think Poole will get better. Yeah. Same. I really do. I believe that – you know, and, and Andrew Wiggins is going to be better because he now – I think believes in himself and played at a level that was expected of him years ago when yeah. he came into the league and to overcome that monkey that's been on his back and to do what he did mentally should be so great because the key to great success in sports or anything you do in life. And I do this when I talk to business stuff is you have to believe in yourself, folks. Mm. You've got to believe in yourself. If you're ever going to be great, if you don't believe in yourself, you'll never be great. That Applies to dating, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it does. No, it's all about you have to believe in yourself. I mean, yep. otherwise, you, I mean, there's just like an aura comes off. Of you. It's almost like if you're afraid of a dog, he can tell you're afraid of him. Yes. Because he, you emit some kind of odor and they can smell it and know yes, that. Yes, sir. You know, and it's yes, kind of the instinct that that, you know, usually babies have babies sometimes react very, somebody comes somebody else, they react a little differently. They have a sense about people. They do. It's really true. All right. I well, it. I think all, with all that great uh, advice that we've given you, maybe we should, unless, unless there's another question that you think is important to get on to. Otherwise, no, we got all of them.
1: We got great. Of well, I, I appreciate we, uh, everybody
0: doing that. We're going to try, you know, to do this a little more frequently. I'm going to try to get better because I, I was out fishing. It wasn't anything, you know, really great to do, but it would have been fun maybe to have, you know, a little video of me out there messing around but fishing. I, but, I, you know, the thing is, I could have taken the video, but the, I don't think the Wi-Fi was good enough to be able to
1: download it. You know what I mean?
0: So, like, anyway.
1: You could have recorded we'll, you to your phone and then later uploaded, right? By the way, I was going to ask um, – I love Montana. I I think that is a gem of a state in our great country. Uh, Where in Montana was your friend's, uh, you know, remote rural property? Like, was it near any? Well, you
0: go to, you go, you fly into Helena and he's only about 20 minutes north of Helena. And he's there and he's not, he's, he's off of the Missouri River. But not i mean is in, the in the wilderness <laughs> okay in the wilderness with acres of property and i mean it's is really interesting and a beautiful home everybody says some amazing things and i saw he's, he's a hunter too as well as a fisherman i met him on the safari in south africa and um he has a record he cut a record for the uh, black bear that he shot this one of the largest black bear yeah wow Top hide somebody for it it's just unbelievable how this i mean heck that thing was as long as looking like a grizzly bear because most black bears aren't that big it was pretty impressive it was very seven i think it was 700 pounds are you now, cool with that
1: Rick? are you are you uh, you're okay with no i'm hunting? not
0: i'm not i'm not a big here's the thing i love hunting birds you know because you can miss birds and there's so many birds out there but i love that because i love to watch the dogs work Right. You're right. Such a good bird dog it is just oh, it's unbelievable how great it is and i love the, you know trying to shoot birds and do stuff which is good because that's a challenge again and uh, and i'm gotten them you know i'm pretty good shot and so I, I love that's what i love doing but no i have a high powered rifle with a scope OK, now bow hunting, I can see a little bit more, maybe a little bit, you know, certainly much more sporting and doing stuff. It's like yeah. you're, you're out there in the old days and you were as somebody living in the wilderness, you know, whether you are a regular person or a member of the Indian tribe, whatever, you're out there hunting with your bow and arrow. That's a challenge. OK, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like no doubt. OK, he'll go out and get it. No, you know, it's so I, I can relate to that, but I wouldn't want to do it. Because here's the thing, I'm a numbers guy. I I, I like to thrill in the excitement of fishing. Every every hookup is a freaking adrenaline rush. The more, the merrier. You know what I mean? So, but you know, here I go out and you're spending. I went on a three day hunt to go on for my first mule. There's a mule deer hunt, and it was for deer. I had never hunted before with a high power rifle and scope, other than doing my shotgun stuff with birds. So, we go out. We stop off, see Steve Green, He was a golfer. He was there. He was out hunting. He was hunting for some antelope. And we stopped and said hello to him on the, because these the guys who are the guys and, and take you out, they lease and make deals with the people who own the ranches on the land. So we saw Steve doing her, And then, and now we go, he said, so we drive to go and do our hunt. He drives 500 feet and stops and he looks out and he says, see those females over there on that ridge? He said, I bet you there's a big buck down here. And so he said, stay in the truck. He said, if I wave you on, you know, come on out and bring your rifle. <laughs> and so sure enough, he goes out, he waves me on. I go out there. There it is. There's this buck. He's laying down, oh. but not, not, he's, he's laying down. and He's sitting there like that, but he's kind of facing right at me. And so I go, he says, okay, you got to get him now. That's, I said, there's your shot. I said, that's the only shot you have. I said, well, no. how am I supposed to shoot him? He says, well, the only choice you have, you got to shoot him right between the eyes. I said, really? So anyway, so I, I stand up, I go, and boom, he falls over and my three day hunt is over in 10 minutes.
1: Yeah. So Well then you know, are you gonna look he, for two things if you do that? I mean, I mean no, it, no, that's a, it.
0: No, well, no, because you have a license, you gotta get a permit to oh, know, a license, yeah, yeah. To do as many as you want. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work that way, you know, and so you gotta you gotta get the you gotta get the tag. And so that was it. And, and so my Look three days—I was there three days. I was committed to three days, and was done in ten minutes. If I was fishing, I would have gotten my fish. Well, how to get another fish the next ten seconds? Right. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the difference. I can appreciate the beauty and all the other things and what have you, but you know, I—I I tell you the truth, I don't. There's no way after seeing a grizzly bear up close, as majestic and beautiful as they are, shit. The only way I would ever do anything is if it was going to come kill me. Right. Otherwise, I'm not going out to try to shoot him. Yeah, I'm not I mean, either. I, I just, can't.
1: I'm, bear I'm not going to do know.
0: that. I, it's not It's not in me, and I have no problem Same. with people doing it, because I know a lot of this stuff is for controlling stuff, and people get all upset. Hey, it's not like people are randomly going out there and shooting all these animals just to shoot them. You know, seriously, I mean, just be, I mean, come on folks, that's just not the way it works. A lot of them, you get too many of them, it's overpopulation. And then they had to go out, they were losing all the wolves because people were randomly going out and shooting all the wolves. (laughs) And so they had to put it more, they had to stop all of that. And then they brought some wolves down and they brought some Russian wolves down who got to be more aggressive. I know the whole story, but anyway, it went from like, like, I don't know how many, 500 there to like, 15,000 or something, I mean, and then all of a sudden, people will be going out and poaching again for some of this stuff, and all of a sudden, they become an endangered species, just like a uh, species, just like the elephants, yeah, What uh, happened? what's happening in Africa, for why? For the stupid tusks, for the ivory, I mean, stuff like that really just annoys me, I love same. beauty, I love beauty same. in all things, especially, you know, in, in animals, and seeing that bear no way in the world, same thing, I would never want to shoot, shoot an elephant, I mean, come on, I mean, that's all I've, ridden, I've ridden too. on an elephant. Why would I want to shoot an elephant? I've ride on them
1: though. That was fun riding on. An elephant. <laughs> and, and that's all superstition. The whole tusk thing—that's got medicinal value. It's got—it's the same as our fingernails. It's. It's the exact same composition. It's ridiculous. You're,
0: yeah. Well, I know. We're, hey, listen, here's the thing. When you come here and you tune I and mean, test there's no telling what we're going to be talking about at all. It's not all about the Warriors basketball. <laughs> I mean, you know, I love the Warriors. We'll talk about other stuff. I mean, come on. There's, there's other things going on in the world of sports. Just like, I mean, I couldn't even start getting into, please me, to the Tom Brady scenario of what's going on with him there. And Drew Brees just came out and told them something about, hey, listen, if you've got this big contract to go into broadcasting, blah, blah, blah. And they said, you're not going to be at home. I mean, it's like hey giving them a warning so you know that whole thing that's going on there you can do a whole show on that too so um having been through a lot of that myself uh, so anyway uh, yeah. everybody everybody stay well um you know, Warriors basketball will be starting up, but there's a lot of other cool things going on. I think the NFL has to be thrilled because there isn't a dominant team in the NFL now. I mean, with Kansas City losing to Baltimore last week, I said, "Wow, that's going to make it so interesting." Is I was looking at the standings even in the first after the first three games. There's so many teams. That, you know, there's only one team, a couple. Well, I think it was my Raiders. Unfortunately, zero on three. But but it's going to be fun because the more competitive, you know, the, I, I think the greater it is. Because as I say, I love watching greatness. And like I say, what a player in team sport does during the regular season is it's nice, it's wonderful and all, but show me what you're doing in the playoffs. Absolutely. I'm with you. That's the real show key. me what you're doing in the playoffs. Okay. It's easy to play well when you're playing and a game doesn't really mean very much at all, and you're just having fun playing a basketball game. When you're all of a sudden playing, if it really means something to you, playing for a championship, uh it's a different story and sure. it's really interesting if you look around and you start looking at stats of players that that were you thought were really great doing it and then you look at it and see what they did in the playoffs' it's, it's very very interesting
1: It's telling by the way I'm gonna buy I'm buying a pickleball paddle so next time you're in the Bay Area I'll play it it's on let's do it.
0: You're buying a pickleball paddle
1: Yes sir yeah I'm gonna start playing pickleball.
0: So why uh, would you why would you not have called me up? to ask me about what paddle you want to get. Asking After the me show.
1: I haven't done it yet because I was gonna till oh, going to wait. Oh, okay. You said, yeah, yeah, getting,
0: okay. okay. I was going to say, yeah. why would you not reach out to me? And go, oh, I will. I, I will. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Able, in life, it's
1: not what you know, it's who you know. I think Yes, I sir.
0: Be able to hook you up, at worst case, you won't pay retail for it.
1: Do you want to know, Rick, speaking of it's not what you know, it's who you know, I'll, I'll uh, give you this quick story because I love your feedback on this. The Atlanta, so here in the Bay Area, uh, I'll say his name just to, just this so we can be uh, just just play it But it won't be hard for people to figure this out. There was a, a TV broadcaster here uh, who was handling a lot of Warriors duties and he's no longer here. He went to Atlanta. He got he got hired to be a scout for the Atlanta Hawks, despite the fact he has no basketball background. If you actually hear him talk about basketball, you will cringe because he doesn't know a damn thing. But because he went to high school with the general manager of the Atlanta Hawks, he is now a scout, kid you not, for oh my the team. It's see, all about who you know, Rick.
0: That's right. And that's the kind of stuff that's just appalling. Because here's the thing. If I, had, if I had it in a position where I'm hiring somebody for a job and I'm the boss, I am going to give consideration to someone I know, whoever it is, and give them and see if they are qualified. So it's, if it's between that person and someone else that I don't know, I'm going to give the job to the person that I know. I mean, why would I not? Right. But I'm not stupid enough to go and hire the guy here who's an idiot because <laughs> somebody knows him or, you know, and you've got somebody who's really brilliant over here. That's just
1: dumb. <laughs> it's insane. It's absolutely insane. So, yeah, it's all about, who you know, No what you know. <laughs> Right. Well, true. as I said, so here we rambled on again. We were done ten minutes ago,
0: and now we're still talking. So, it's, it's the beauty it's the beauty of radio and doing things and be able to be at home and be like this and not have yes, to do stuff yep. and be with a coat and tie and you know and all the other stuff that's going on. We're gonna have some fun doing this, folks. I mean, just and, and that's it. I mean, I'm honest. I'm gonna tell you nothing but the truth. I'm never gonna bullshit you or lie. I'd ever told my players the same way when I coached. I said, look, it. I'm never going to bs you don't bs me and i'm never gonna i'm never going to try to make you look bad but don't you make me look bad okay because that doesn't work for anybody okay and plus the fact if you go make me look bad and this was in the minor leagues i said i got the hammer (laughs) <laughs> all right oh, so we'll end on that everybody have wonderful time whatever's going on and prayers out to those of you who might be listening in who suffered through the hurricane and oh, hopefully wow. you'll get back to a normalcy as quickly as possible and uh, we'll look forward to the next time i can't tell you when it is because there is no schedule and just check out miked up and you'll see what's coming up thanks exactly. everybody bye-bye
1: presented by bet online